What is going on, everybody? It is your boy, Dylan Matthews, <clears throat> alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Bo Morgan, and you are tapped into Peachtree Football, the best Atlanta Falcons podcast in the multiverse, everywhere. You won't find a better one no matter where you go in the Milky Way, the galaxy, anywhere, especially on this planet, to say the least. Make sure you guys follow us, download, subscribe to the podcast. You get it wherever you get your podcast. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, we are there. Make sure you follow us on social media as well. I'm at underscore Dylan Matthews. He's at SquidBilly929. And Bo Morgan, what is going on this morning, brother? Not a lot. Just a um, normal day. It's game week. So I've uh, getting all my, you know, making all my final preparations on a Thursday. You know, we won't normally be doing these on a Thursday, but Thursday is kind of a day where um, I get a lot of the things I need for the radio network broadcast kind of in and, and settled and, and then start, you know, moving that stuff around and and getting set up. So, you know, just ready for uh, getting ready for that and got my uh, already got my chart here for. That thing, so that. that thing is massive. That thing is massive. So, okay, we, we got to dive into that a little bit. I have a question for you on that. The first time you got handed one of those, was it overwhelming to you? Because that can be overwhelming to, to the eye that, you know, has never seen something like that before. Because it can just be so much or so many players on there. Were you overwhelmed the first time you got handed one of those? Um. No, yes and no. Like so that you get you'll get these. They they have these in the booth, different ones. The team will put out a flip card, which will have kind of a a much busier version of something like this. And right. it's it's not overwhelming right. to 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 look at these. Well, let me when I get one in advance, mm-hmm. no, no big deal. So when, when you get some pop, some pop up on you by surprise at times. Well, I've done some national uh, radio broadcasts, oh, okay. and I've done some uh, some some games for like ESPN where I'm spotting and stuff. And I do okay. spot, okay. I spot in the booth for Wes and and, uh, and well, really just Wes. I mean, yeah. Arch a little bit too. But that's part of my duties as the executive producer of Atlanta Falcons Radio Network. Is you know we we have we we kind of condensed our crew with the pandemic and we've kind of still still going with that so i do everything and not only am i producing so handing you know paying attention to when we need to go to break doing cards but i'm also spotting so you know i've got my binoculars and i'm looking and i'm pointing to to my chart and and wes's and so i need to kind of learn this chart a little bit but it also gives me a lot of good information overwhelming it is when you see one that's different than what you're used to and now you've got to just go but being like the constant professional that that I work with with West Durham, he right. always gives me, hey, here's you know, he would used to when I've done some college games for him, he'd be like, hey, here's the chart, you know, get familiar with it. And now I get one, you know, uh, I get uh, I get one to print out. I, I go to the, the FedEx store, got my guy um, Danny, and I print this thing out. And I mean, you look, you can see. Uh, so this Things is the massive, man. this is the Saints defense. This is the Falcons offense, and you can see it now. Look at the difference in this, right? You see, okay. you think it's massive, right? Yeah, but it, it looks, looks pretty clean. You agree? Like it's, it's yeah. not overwhelming. 
No. Look at the one we have for the preseason. I think this is from the um, yeah, this is from the Jets game. So this is the Jets defense that you're gonna see through here. I mean, look at this. Goodness. Look at all these players. Jeez. Um, let's do an example. Like right here, uh, where this hand is, these are uh -huh. just receivers. You can see I had to add a guy right here. So these are yes. just receivers. I think you can count um two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, thirteen, I think, maybe fourteen. Jeez. Um, so are those are those all handwritten in too? Is, no, no, no. This is okay. the file of PDF. Okay, okay. Print. See, now see, you'll yeah. see that I do handwrite on this one. On this one, you're gonna see some. Um, so this one's handwritten. That was a late edition. Wasn't right. I'm going the wrong way. Wasn't on. Um, and then you can see uh, I've got some X's over here, right? Yep. These X's. Those are guys that were guys inactive. Out. Yeah. So. I didn't want – there's so many guys that are inactive. I, I'll go ahead and mark them out. I know they're not playing. I don't go to them. I don't yeah. point on them. So, But it's really good for me, you know, before and after a game. Mm -hmm. uh, if I can't remember a guy's number or name or a enunciation of his name. Like mm -hmm. there are some guys on here that, um, you know, have some names like Tyler Algier is on here, and it, mm -hmm. it, it phonetically – sounds the name out so oh, it really helps okay, you kind of nice. do your thing so it's kind yeah. of a it's kind of a little cool um I, I use it as a cheat code doing shows during the week now doing podcasts <laughs> during the week Bad. i use it as kind of like a little cheat code for me um and it really works and just kind of you know one of the things that that helps me do 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 the things that i need to do but also this is a tool that i used uh, during the games two things we learned just there Ladies and gents, Bo Morgan is a man of many hats. Obviously, executive producer for Dukes and Bell on 929 The Game, executive producer for the Atlanta Falcons Radio Network, now co host of Peach Street Football, also host of The Other Side of the Glass as well, shameless plug on 929 The Game. And the second thing that we learned, he literally has the infinity gauntlet of Atlanta Falcons information. All on that singular sheet right there. I well, mean, just boatloads of full of information. Did you leave off assistant brand manager for sports? Oh my goodness, I did. I mean, my guy. The only person that does more than me is Mike Conti, I think. Yeah, yeah, literally. He is he is not the head head honcho, but he's right below the head honcho and assistant brand manager. Dude, you also forgot TMZ contributor. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm hey. I'm sorry, man. I just shorted you, man. I'm sorry. I just mean, shorted you a couple of things. It's, um, <laughs> dude, the struggle is real for me. I got a lot going on. Now, I love every bit of it. Yeah. I got a lot going on, and I got nothing going on all at the same time. <laughs> all right. Well, we have a lot going on on today's episode. We got a lot we need to go ahead and get into. So, both the Atlanta Falcons practice at Mercedes-Benz Stadium yesterday to kind of get a feel and get re- Immaculated. I, I don't even know if that's the word I was looking for. Re I think acclimated. Acclimated. See, like I can't even talk right now. I can't even get my words straight. They wanted to get reacclimated. Thank you, Bo, with Mercedes-Benz Stadium because obviously the home opener is Sunday. So practice in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And one guy we did see at practice that we haven't seen since the first preseason game was Drake London. He did some drills. 
He did some football activities as well. I believe, Bo, you can correct me on this if I'm wrong. I believe he went through some seven-on-seven as well. So the point being, we saw Drake London at practice. Arthur Smith talked about it. He said that he was, you know, cautiously optimistic because Drake has been looking good in practice thus far. So he said we'll figure out, find out Saturday whether or not Drake London will officially play on Sunday or not. Saturday is a long ways away. And I mean, if he's practicing now, you have to feel good. But the fact that Arthur Smith isn't willing to commit to Drake London being suited up and ready to go on Sunday yet, Bo, is that concerning to you? Uh, no, it's not concerning to me. I, I don't, I don't. So I've always went by rules since mm-hmm. the more and more I've learned about the game and covering is Wednesday, no practice, don't matter. Thursday, no practice, little concern, Yeah. no big deal. Friday right. is the day for me. Friday has That's always really been the day. So yeah. while I think many are confused about, and I understand, by the way, uh, th- there's no doubt that there could be some gamesmanship. I don't necessarily think there is. Okay. Personally, for me, they are they are basically just amping up the mm-hmm. load for Drake London. Let's mm-hmm. do more and more and more. Right. And then Saturday is going to be a day where they say, "How do you feel? How does it feel?" I don't. We really don't understand. I thought I was under the impression it was just a. A, 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 a bone contusions, you know, right. a bone, but it's essentially a bone bruise, you know, you know, a contusion right. of the knee, a bruise, bone bruise, whatever. Right. Um, so to, to be here, uh, literally a few days from a month later from the actual yeah. injury, which is that game that was in August 12th, um, yes. that was the first preseason game. So yes. to be here, it's a little, it, it is a little bit concerning that we're still talking about this but i also think you go back and look at college uh dylan yeah he was a guy that that had some injury issues so to me they they don't want to rush him back then miss more time but i also think they're just waiting they don't want to say he's back they want to wait they want to make sure he feels good on saturday because saturday is a day where um they do practice but not practice saturday's a walk walk through yeah just a walk through day so friday let's let's go through a full practice with you now let's turn around saturday in the walkthrough let's see how you feel go get treatment see how you feel out there and then honestly i I think depending on what the answer could be we could see him work out sunday morning on the field Mm -hmm. and really know if he's ready to go if that makes sense but I think I think they want the Saturdays their deadline in their head to say, "Hey, yeah. how are you feeling?" And they could either declare him or, you know, that he Make could be a questionable. So a probable, yeah. you know, we we he I don't believe. I think yesterday was the first day. All those probably would have came out with probable, questionable, whatever. But I personally think Drake London is going to give it a go. Yeah, it's really hard for me to see Drake London missing his debut at home against the New Orleans Saints, a rival team. You know, I know he doesn't necessarily – he's never been in that rivalry game before, but his teammates have been telling him about the rivalry. And we've heard about – actually, a lot about, you know, these newest additions to the Atlanta Falcons. 
talk and learn about the rivalry. You know, Lorenzo Carter said he didn't realize this was a, a rivalry until, you know, this year. So he's learning about the rivalry Drake London is. And I think he knows how big of a deal this is. He knows how big of a deal. Obviously, it's his NFL debut in the regular season. We saw him in the preseason, but it's his NFL regular season debut. It's week one. You get a fresh start. You want to play at home. So there's just so many things that Drake London will want to experience and doesn't want to miss out. And I mean, this is such a big game. I just can't see him. I just can't see him missing this game. Now, does that mean he could maybe try to give it a go and then maybe we see him come out if it doesn't go well? I'm, I hope that's not the case, but maybe that's something we see. But I at least see him giving it a go. He's at least going to try to play. To the extent of how long he can play or how effective will, he will be, that is to be seen. But I do not see him missing this game at all. And I agree with you. I think there is a little bit of gamesmanship on the hand of Arthur Smith. You know, just being like, you know, you guys, New Orleans Saints, it's a little, it's hate week. The Aints going to have to wait and see whether or not our hopefully rookie phenom is going to touch the football field on Sunday. So, it is yet to be seen, but, you know, it, it makes us a little nervous. It makes Falcons fans a little nervous. Boy, Mogan's like, okay, like, you know, we're, we're getting closer and closer to week one. Is Drake London going to play? Want to see this rookie? Picked him eight overall. Don't want to see him sidelined already. Yeah, and look, I, I think I think it makes people nervous, but I also think even if we don't have Drake London, mm-hmm. and I know we'll get, you know, into some more stuff, but, you know, for my, my kind of last, you know, few things on Drake London is even if we don't see Drake London, Brian Edwards will be out there. Right. So Brian Edwards, and that's with all due respect, or, you know, what Russell Gage went through injuries, but I think Brian Edwards is an upgrade uh, opposite of Kyle Pitts on anything we saw last year. Okay. And then with 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 uh, CP, you know, you can move CP around from yep. running back to wide receiver. And then you've got Alama Day. Kaderil Hodge had a good had a good camp. And, and Jared Bernhardt out there, too. I think the receiver core looks better already this year with – even without a Drake London possibly being in the lineup, than anything we saw last year. Now, the problem is, 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 is the guy getting the ball to them better? No. And I'm not going to crap on Marcus Mariota. I'm just going to say you're you're filling in a Hall of Famer. But now you do have a guy that can, can get on the move and maybe buy a little more time for some you know these guys to get open. So I, I do think we shouldn't overreact to whatever – the situation ends up being with Drake London this weekend, but I am confident Drake London is going to play. I really am. I just think they're trying to do the right thing, take him slow, not not make some prognostication. He's going to play declaration. Oh, he's playing. And then voila, Sunday morning, he shows up at 11. What is it? 1130 um, on Sunday morning. He shows up on the active list. Woosa, Falcons fans. Woosa. It's going to be okay. Think Drake London will be okay. And Bo and I believe, don't know this for sure. Like we said, like Bo said, we're not gonna make any declarations or declarative statements quite yet, but we believe in our optimistic Drake London will play on Sunday. So have no fear quite yet. Let's fill out the week. And like Bo said, I think Friday will be the big indicator on whether or not he practices. We'll get that word on Friday of whether or not he participated in practice. And then I think we can really start to have concern if the answer is no, he did not practice on Friday. So time will tell, but I think right now, we can all be okay. All right, moving on, Bo. 
The Atlanta Falcons start their season on Sunday. We've talked about it and said it many and many times again. However, one thing we have not talked about, what are our expectations for this team? What should be the goal of the Atlanta Falcons this season as well? Because we know every team's goal is to win the Super Bowl. And I mean, Bo, if we're keeping it real, just going to keep it real. Got to keep it real on the pod. The Atlanta Falcons are not a Super Bowl team right now. They're just not. And I, that just is what it is. I, it, it, right now, and that could change. We Marcus Mariota could ball out. And he could look like why he was the number two overall pick. This offensive line could come together. Like you said, we're deeper at the wide receiver court. Dean Pease's defense with bringing in Rashawn Evans, Lorenzo Carter. We could get the Lorenzo Carter we saw the last four games in a New York Giants uniform. Everything could come together, and this team could look like a contender. But right now, it doesn't seem that way. Again, that could change, but right now, it does not seem that way. So, with that, I ask you this. What should be the expectations for the Atlanta Falcons? What should be the goal for the Atlanta Falcons in 2022? I guess it would help if I turn my mic on. Yeah, I was, I was um, just about to say, I think we. I think Bo might have muted himself. He was so I always mute myself, right I'm a big... I'm a big mute myself, so I don't like talk over or I'm very, I'm very self-aware of 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 all that stuff. Um, very polite as well. I mean, not not a lot of people do that, but that's very polite of you as well. Well, you know, I'm a very polite guy. You're just um, a good guy. I, look, their team goal is to win the Super Bowl. Their team. Let me rephrase that. Yeah. Their team goal is to win the NFC South. Right. Okay. These teams look at these goals. And I'm not trying to talk down to everybody, so please don't take that. I'm just letting yeah, people know no, where I come sure. from and yeah, how I look at things. The team goal is to win the NFC South, make the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. But you always want to start off, your goal is always the most, the, the, the smallest one. Right. Um, you know, everybody's like, oh, you got, you know, I'm going to win a Super Bowl or, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, don't look at it that way. They say, you know what? Our goal is to win the NFC South. That's, that's right. our goal. Right. And so that's the team goal. And that should be, you know, that, that that's an easy, oh, yeah, 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 you're not going to win it. But honestly, my expectations uh-huh. or what I think they need to accomplish this season is, is really figuring out what they have, who they are yes. while they're winning games. Yes. I expect, I think this roster, 1 through 53, as a whole, is better than it was last year. I think I've said that on this podcast. Or I think I said it in the first week or the yes. first episode. Mm-hmm. You're not better at some some positions. Right. You're not better at quarterback than mm-hmm. you were last year. It You just don't replace Hall of Famers and get better. Um, unless, you know, you have, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of where it's happened because it's happened like, you know, Green Bay. Green Bay is is the only place really we can think about lately. Or San Francisco back when Montana left and Young mm-hmm. came in. But Green Bay replaces yeah. Brett Favre with Aaron Rodgers. Boom. Great. Wonderful. Right. Great. You're, that, you're, you just replaced a Hall of Famer with another Hall of Famer. Yep. But that doesn't happen all the time. Uh-huh. So, for me, it's knowing that 
we've gotten better with this roster. Now I expect this roster to show it. I think the offensive line is better. I think that Elijah Wilkinson is better than what we had last year in Jalen Mayfield nope. at that position. Honestly, I think McGarry's a better version of himself. And yeah. I think uh, Idoga and Effetti are and Gossett are better than what the backups we had last year. Is it world's better? No, but it's better. The receiver room is better. The mm-hmm. tight end room, um, yeah, probably a little bit better. Yeah. Running back room is definitely better. It's definitely yeah. better having Damian Williams and Tyler Algier along with Cordero Patterson. I'm not forgetting about you, Avery Williams. I just really. <laughs> Think that you're more of a uh, you're 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 in that spot. You're a kick returner. I think right. you could even play DB. You want to talk yeah. about DBs being improved? The secondary is improved. Man. Hayward is better than Fabian Moreau was last year. The TJ Green penalty. Um, TJ Green. Mm. Yeah, well, TJ and TJ Green was like a converted wide receiver. If I'm not mistaken. That was how they're playing. But well, you know, the the guy was you know Fabian Moreau was was tasked to be on the episode of AJ Terrell. Right. He offered. We have, we're, we're hopefully going to have Isaiah Oliver back at some point. So Hawkins and Grant in those safety positions have, you know, they've progressed. Where Hawkins is a starter this year, whereas opposed to Eric Harris was your starter last year. Right. So those are good things. You can say the linebacker room might be better. I think the edge rushers are better. Um, Anthony Rush and Timmy Horn in the middle, to me, look better than Anthony Rush coming in in like week six last year. So. Right. I think we've improved, so I expect this team to win six to six to ten games. Do I think ten's high? Yeah, I think ten is high. Doesn't mean I don't think they're not capable of it. I think it's you know, but I'm saying that that range is six to ten for me, not one to four. Okay, you know they might win five games. I don't know, but I expect this team to compete in games. Last year, other than about three games, this team competed in games. I expect that. I expect them to be competitive. This team was in a playoff. They they were playing for a playoff spot on January second in Buffalo they last year. They were. They didn't. They didn't win. They didn't make the playoffs. Buffalo was also a team that went to that should have been really. I mean, could have been in the AFC Championship game. Uh, maybe a coin toss goes their way. So, <laughs> you know, that's what I expect from this team. This I think this team is pretty well coached. I think last year yeah. we saw that with a pretty bad roster. Uh, they were well coached. So my expectations are for this team to go out, be competitive, be, you know, get, get show improvement in areas, especially right. in key areas, the trenches. My, mm-hmm. I, I want this team to improve in the trenches. I mean, don't you want to see improvement in the trenches? Is it, yeah. I mean, what's your, I don't want to jump the gun, but for, for me, you know, where I want to see improvement is the trenches. So that to me is something important. Establish something up front on both sides of the ball where next year, yeah, you might have to re-sign a McGarry or, you know, bring back an Elijah Wilkinson. But I want to establish some kind of attitude and some kind of, I don't want to say dominance, but expectations that up front, if you come to play the Atlanta Falcons, we're going to go after you. We're going to get after. We're going to gata. If you know, if you're from Georgia, you know what gata means. I uh, I I raise my hand here. I'm, get I'm after Georgia, their and I, and I know what it, and I don't know what gata. Get means. after their aces. 
Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, got it. Yeah. I have heard that before. The Georgia Southern, real big Georgia Southern thing. Okay. Well, I'm informed now. Again, Bo's got all the info on that card right there. He probably got Gat on there too. But no, seriously. Hold on, let me that write is, it down. Let me write it down real quick. There you go. Gata. Put it on. Get after their aces. Period. I spelled it the right way though on, on the card. <laughs> <it's just me. laughs> there you go. He spent he's he spelled it the probably the non podcast friendly way to spell it. But anywho, I completely agree. I don't know. There is there is obviously a number, and we'll get into that number here in a minute. There is a number and there is a range when it comes to number of wins. But the main thing, because the main thing isn't how many wins do you get, at least for me, this Falcons football season. It isn't about necessarily the number of wins. There should be a number you reach, but it isn't about that. It's about finding out what guys you can build around, finding out what guys are going to be a part of this future and what guys are not going to be a part of this future. Because to me, next year is when we really, really, really are going to find out what the next, you know, Matt Ryan was a part of this latest decade plus of Atlanta Falcons football. Now, Next year, really even starting this year, we find out what the next decade of Atlanta Falcons football is going to look like. Who are our cornerstones? Who are our building blocks? What's our foundation? We need to figure that out this year. That is the importance of this year. Grady Jarrett is obviously going to be a part of it. Just using him as an example, we just signed him to an extension. We hope Desmond Ritter is a part of it, drafting him this season. We hope the Jalen Hawkins, the Richie Grants, the Ade uh, Agundajes, the Arnold Ebicades, the Tyler Algiers. We hope those guys are a part of it because we just drafted those guys and we recently drafted those guys. But that's what this year is all about to me. Finding out what you have and finding out what you don't well, have. Well, let me ask you a question real quick. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, what if Marcus Mariota is the solution? What if we get... What if we get right. nine or ten games into the season, mm-hmm. and say so just say uh, let's say let's go to twelve games. Let's say we're twelve games in. Okay, it's a seventeen game slate. Yeah. Um, we are uh, our week our bye is week fourteen. Mm-hmm. So let, I'm gonna I want to make sure that I'm factually accurate. Yeah. So twelve games in, uh-huh. you're 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 five and seven. Still a number out there, five and seven or six and six. You're anywhere from you're anywhere from six and six to four and eight. But Marcus Mariota has not been the problem. You go off games defensively, or Mariota is on he's on pace for around four thousand yards passing. I'm just just yeah. bear with me. It's hypothetical. I got you. I'm all for the hypothetical. Which I hate, by the way. I hate. It. I yell at my wife all the time. Don't ask me some <laughs> stupid hypothetical. And then I'm asking a hypothetical on a podcast that I'm now a part of. So. Let's just say this. He's around he's he's on pace for 25 touchdowns, 12 picks, 4000 yards. Um but he's also ran he's also running he's going to run for about 400 to 500 yards. Mm-hmm. Do you think we need to are you in this? Well, I still got to see what Desmond Ritter is or maybe just maybe we got something in Marcus Mariota. No, we could definitely still have something in Marcus Mariota. He was the number two overall pick for a reason. Maybe it just didn't click in Tennessee. And again, I talked about this on the first episode, him sitting back in Las Vegas. That could and probably did help him a lot. And we will probably reap the benefits 
of him sitting back for two years and not having to be a starting quarterback and learning more about the quarterback position and what it takes to be a successful starting quarterback consistently at the NFL level. We will probably reap the benefits of him sitting back. So it could be an option to where Marcus Mariota is the answer for the next maybe five to eight years. That could definitely be a thing. And I hope that is the answer because, Bo, if Marcus Mariota turns out to be the answer and he turns out to be part of the future for the Atlanta Falcons, that means we are ahead of schedule. That means a lot of things are probably going right for the Atlanta Falcons because I'm going to tell you this. If we're five, if we're definitely, if we're six, if we're six and six going into week 12, man, we're, the future is super, super like supernova, supernova star bright. Do you think it's completely out of question that this team is around 500 and midway through the season? It's not out of the question. I think it's going to be very, very tough just because the ske- our schedule is very, very tough and it's a lot tougher than it was last year. But in especially in those first 12 weeks that we're talking about, it's tough because, I mean, when in that time frame, you see the Los Angeles Rams. Obviously, you get uh, we get the Saints. Do we? Uh, I think we have the Bucks in that in that time frame too. So you, you open, you open with um, you open with the Saints, and right. then you're in L.A. Right. and Seattle. Yeah. Seattle, both those places are tough to play. You right. come home with the Browns, and then you go to Tampa, and then tough. you come back home to the Niners, and then you go to Cincy. Yeah, you're at I home mean, versus the Panthers and Chargers, and then you go on the road to face the Panthers. And you come back home to the Bears. I don't know how many games I've named. And then um, and then you go to Washington, play the Steelers at home, go to New yeah. Orleans, go to Baltimore. Uh, and I've uh, I've passed it. So, so, so the Steelers – hold on. The, the Washington uh-huh. game would uh-huh. be the 12th game of the season. So you're, you're getting yeah. – oh, go ahead. No, 12th week, 12th game, 12th week. Because your bye is week 14. This right. team's bye week isn't until technically the Sunday that they'd get the bye would be the 11th. So, right. So, all those teams you named, those were playoff teams last year besides the Carolina Panthers and the Saints and obviously the Commanders who came in at number 12. You named a lot of playoff teams. You named the Bengals. You named the Chargers. You named the Bucks. Uh, you named the Rams. I mean, there are play- and there are teams that are improved. The Panthers probably going to be improved. The Cleveland Browns. They were, if I'm not, the the Browns made the playoffs last year, right? Am I not mistaken? No, on that? no, they made it two they years did. ago. Last okay. year, was the debacle but, year. But don't forget, you know, um, the Steelers are in there. The Ravens. Yeah. I mean, they're well. The Ravens are after them. They'll be after yeah. that. But yeah, the Chargers, the Bengals, the Niners who were in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, there are some tough teams. But every year is different in the NFL. Don't forget, 2016, Falcons go to the Super Bowl. We know how that turned out. Turn around the next year in 2017, the only team to repeat in the NFC, to to be in the NFC playoffs that year um, in 2017, when they were in it in 2016, were the Falcons. And they won a playoff game that year, too. They uh, they they went went to L.A., played Uh the Coliseum, beat the Rams, and then – should have beat Philadelphia. Yeah. If Keanu Neal doesn't knock a ball up in the air off his knee, we'd probably win that game. Yeah. Um, because that, you know, that play, that ball ended up getting caught. They go down, they ended up scoring right before the half. Anyways, long thing. But 
I know it's tough. You're right, Dylan. It is. There's, it's not an easy stretch. But it doesn't. We saw this team compete with playoff teams mm-hmm. last year. You, you know, they went to Buffalo and play in the snow, and we're in that game. We're a bad yeah. call away, honestly, from winning that game. Yeah. So, and I understand all that. And I'm not saying this team is going to get blown out of the water by these playoff teams, but right now it's hard for me to envision. And that's why I said it'll. we will be, the future will be super Nova star bright if we're at six and six by that point, because we're just playing all of those teams. And I mean, we're going to get up for all those games and we're going to compete. We're going to play hard. And I think the games will hopefully be competitive. And I think they will be competitive. But it's just hard for me to imagine we are going through a gauntlet like that because the Panthers are going to be better. I mean, and, and teams could fall off, but I don't imagine the Chargers falling off. Maybe the Bengals take a step back. I don't see the Bucks really going anywhere as long as they're led by Tom Brady. So I, it's just hard for me right now to envision where these wins are coming from. Now, again, the Falcons could surprise us. And again, it will be a surprise if they're 6-6 six and six at that point. But it's, it's really just hard for me to imagine where those wins are, are coming from. But to, to get back on track and, and talk about expectations, though, I expect them to figure some things out. They have, they have to figure out what they have, and they have to figure out what they don't have. So, you know, I'm not worried about if they lose to those quality teams. If they're competitive and they lose those quality teams, I'm okay with that because I, it's about being competitive and figuring, what you, figuring out what you have at the same time along with – winning hopefully some games that maybe you're not supposed to win. So we'll see there. But that those are my expectations for the Falcons. Figure out what you have in the trenches. You know, is, is Ade Ogundeje going to cut it? Is Arlen going to look like a Ogundeje? Well, no, right. no, no. Hey, hey, you know what? No, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be a jerk because I hate no, what you to me. I just want – I want people to know how to pronounce his name. And let me tell you That's why. Right. Because, first off, you guys need to know that me and Dylan – our boys so when we yeah, go back and forth it's just kind of it's kind of that's how things go but i want everyone in atlanta mm-hmm. to know how to say uh Aden kimpo okendeji Aden kimpo okendeji that's how you Aden say kimpo, uh, uh, okendeji okay that's all we need to say okendeji because okendeji. we don't need to worry about it. we call him adi that's what they call me call right. him so Okendeji, uh, Okendeji, that's the guy's yeah. name, Okendeji, because this guy, I'm telling you, Dylan, mm-hmm. this guy's got a chance, dude. He's got a real chance. Yeah, I mean, he, and he's starting at the outside linebacker position uh, uh, on the opposite side of Lorenzo Carter. So obviously Arthur Smith and Dean Pease have, saw thing, have seen things that they like from him. So, you know, I, I'm hoping to see it, and I'm hoping to see it from a lot of guys. I'm hoping to see it from Jalen Hawkins. I'm hoping to see it from Michael Walker. He impressed me towards the end of last season and in the preseason. So I'm hoping to see it for some guys. And if those guys come around and show me and show us what we expect to see from them this upcoming season, then I think the Falcons are heading in the right direction. And maybe, heck, we are 6-6 six and six going into Week 12. But, again, it's about figuring out what we have, what we don't have, who's who and who's not, who's a part of the future, and who we need to go ahead and move on from. So that that's what that's what the goal is for me. It all boils down to figuring out who and what is a part of the Atlanta Falcons' future. The next decade of the Atlanta Falcons. We're figuring that out this year, Bo Morton. We need to. That's where we're at. Look, this is year two. 
Next year, I think with all the money you have, you need to know who that core group is, to your point, who's going to be here, who's a part of who's a part of this team moving forward because next year, next year it's going to it's going to be go time because you're going to have these you're going to have you have the resources to all to of this money. So yeah, all this money. So you need to know where you're at. You got to mm-hmm. know where you're at. I mean, yep. it's just it's crucial. Yeah, you got to know how to allocate that money, where to allocate that money. You know, does does Caleb McGee? The biggest question on the offensive line is, do you give Caleb McGarry a contract extension? You know, we know we we all expect you know Chris Lindstrom is going to get one, but do you give Caleb McGarry a contract extension? So there are a lot of questions to be answered this year and they have to get answered because again, you got to know where you want to allocate that money. So got to figure out the future, but the time is now for Mo, Bo, Bo Morgan. Wow. Wow. First <laughs> I'm messing up. Ade uh, uh, no, Okundeji's name. See, I almost messed up again, but I corrected myself and I'm messing up your name now, squid Billy. Anywho. What? Mine's a little bit easier to say. So I know. <laughs> not much excuse there. Yeah, I know. No, it, it's it's all good. So let's talk about a number because you know it is good to hear that we got we gotta figure out what we have and this, that, and the third, but we've discussed that already. I do think there does need to be a certain threshold when it comes to a number of wins you should have, though, because I do see some games where the Falcons should win or at least should be really close to winning but really should win. So for you, Bo Morgan, if you have to give it a number, what is that number that the Atlanta Falcons at least need to meet when it comes to how many wins this football team has? Well, that's, I, I, I don't like, I don't like doing this because I think, you know, you, you can undersell teams and oversell them. That's true. Um, but to me, there's a sweet spot. This team won, I believe eight games last year. I think they were eight and nine. Uh, maybe they're seven and ten. Yeah. To me, that's the number right there. Honestly, I want to see eight wins. I think the roster is better. I think seven to eight wins is right in that sweet spot. Well, look, and I know you're looking at me that way. Yes, that's kind of hey, look. I, I I get it. I understand. It. I know they won seven games last year, and it was the worst football team, Bo. But again, but, but bro, this schedule is a lot tougher. The schedule is stop, so much stop. tougher. The, the schedule is tougher based on what we think it'll be, based on what teams look like last year. Every year is different in the NFL. It's San true. Francisco went to the NFC title game last year after they drafted Trey Lance, mm-hmm. tried to give him the job. He couldn't win it, and so they had to stick mm-hmm. with Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, they've done it again where they have their the, – Trey Lance, they're – He's they thought they were done with Jimmy G, and now he's still on the roster while yeah. Trey Lance is the proclaimed starter. And they don't really, I mean, they don't really know, they don't really know what they got. So we don't know what they're going to look like. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati could take a step back. What if Good. Lamar Jackson uh, is is still messed up by this contract thing, and they're not the team? The Steelers are coming in here with Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, that's not a Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger team. That, I know they're still. So we don't know what. We think we know what all these teams are, but do we? We don't know. They're, every team in the NFL has their question marks. What I know is I saw a head coach last year take over a team with the worst roster in the NFL and win seven games. And I Better agree. Better roster but... this year. So I think 
that my expectation, I'm not over, I'm not trying to have too much expectations, Mm -hmm. but to me, that's a reasonable number. And I think those guys in that building would tell you the same, including Arthur Smith himself. Well, I would hope they would tell me the same. I want them to tell me, heck, I want them to believe they can win the Super Bowl. That's why I wasn't mad when Alameda Zacchaeus came out and said, we can win the Super Bowl. That's why I wasn't upset when Kyle Pitts came out and said, we can go to the playoffs, we can compete, compete for the Super Bowl, because that's how they're supposed to think. That is how they're supposed to be wired. They shouldn't be thinking, oh, heck, we're, we're not even going to make the playoffs. We're going to win four games and call it a season. No, they shouldn't think that way because then we probably won't win any games. So, no, I understand that that they that's what they should be thinking. But You just don't think I should feel that way. I'm not saying you shouldn't feel that way. I'm not telling you how to feel. I'm telling you how I feel. And how I feel is last year we played the Giants. We played the Jets. We played the Jaguars. <coughs> we lost, excuse me. We lost to the Washington football team, now the Commanders, who we shouldn't have lost to. Yeah, yeah, we, that was we got shame. them again. The point is, what I've been saying, the schedule is tough. We swapped out the Giants, the Jets, and the Jaguars for the Rams, the Bengals, the Browns, the um, the Ravens. I mean, we swapped out those little cupcakeier teams, those easier teams to probably get a win against with a lot more tougher teams. So to me, you start you start going down the schedule and you're like, okay, maybe we can win that game. I'm uh, probably not going to win that game. Maybe we can win that game. That game kind of a toss-up. Once you start doing that, and again, I understand your point of things change, rearrange. I get all that. Like, I know teams are different year to year from, you know, from an NFL season. I get one team could be good the next year, maybe not so good the next. A team that's not so good uh, one year could be very good the next. I mean, look at the Bengals. I mean, once Joe Burrow got healthy, they went to the Super Bowl last year after not even getting to the playoffs the year before. So I understand all that. I've seen all that. It's happened to the Falcons. I mean, nobody expected us in 16 to go to the playoffs. They thought we were, you know, we didn't think we were going to be that good of a team. And we caught light in the bottle and went to the Super Bowl. So I understand all that. But just looking at these teams on paper and what they've been doing the last couple of years, the San Diego Chargers, They've been coming up to this point and now adding Khalil Mack. Obviously, they got Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen. We know what they've got. They've been building up yeah. to this point to be a contender. Looking at the Cincinnati Bengals, they've upgraded their offensive line. They still got Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon. They still got all those pieces. Trey Hendrickson on defense. You look at the Carolina Panthers. I think they're going to be better. Baker oh, Mayfield. No, we can't. I can't. I can't have you saying that. They're, they're, I they're... think so. Baker's got a chip on his shoulder. I think Baker's been humbled, and I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. I think now he knows, oh, no, no team's wanting me for real. Well, let me go out here and ball out. And he's done that time. You go back to him in college. I mean, he's been through the adversity and he's proved people. They're wrong. gonna need more than Baker Mayfield, though. Huh? They're gonna need more than Baker Mayfield because they, they, they they're gonna they're gonna have to overcome their coaching woes to, to, to nah, do that's, that. Nah, yeah, that's true. I'll give you that. Matt Rule, he's he's very much on the high well, seat. What's your number? My number is my number is five. I think if we get five, because my my range, anything from the four to six range, now four is a little bit eh, like you probably should have done better than four. I think it's between four and six, though. If you get to seven, if you get to where you were at last year, I think you – anything past six to me, I'm going to be honest. Anything past six for me, you're playing with house money. That's gravy, and I think you're ahead of schedule when it comes to this Atlanta Falcons retool. I know the Falcons don't want to call it a rebuild, but I think you're ahead of schedule to where you want to be as far as being 
back a competitive football team and talking about the playoffs and the Super Bowl and things of that nature. So for me, if we're giving a number, it's five. Between somewhere between four and six, and you know, between four and six for me is five. So the number for me is five. Eight is just if we get eight wins, man, a lot went right. And a lot could go right, but I just think a lot, a lot, a lot went right for the Falcons if they end up with eight wins. I mean, look, I can't I I, I can't argue with that. I just I like to be optimistic, but I also have expectations that because I, I I know what we have in the head coach. I think we have a good head coach, and I expect I expect to continue to progress. I don't expect to take a step back with a better roster and with this coaching staff. What I expected them, so that's why I go there. And look, we'll, we'll we're going to have. I mean, obviously, we got we'll talk. Excuse me. Tomorrow we're going to preview the game, mm-hmm. but we're going to have our moment to to talk about this and what we think. And um, on Monday, we're going to know which one of us is closer to uh, our number. Because a win is closer to mine and a loss, no offense, but it's a little bit closer to yours. So. No, that you're exactly right. And we, we will see. And look, I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're right. I hope I'm dead wrong on this. But again, I just have a feeling I know the roster got better, but our opponents got better too. The the caliber of opponents we're playing got better too. So I think there's going to be a little bit of offsetting action there. So maybe we, again... Five is, is is pretty close to seven. That's why I won't be mad at five. You know, if we take a little bit of a step back, even with the better roster, because we play better opponents. So I wouldn't necessarily consider that a step back. I would just think, okay, we have a lot of young guys playing too as well. And the young guys should be ready. I mean, we do have some high draft picks are going to be out there. So the young guys should be ready. But still, there are young guys that are going to be learning throughout the season. We're going to have growing pains with certain guys that are going to get a lot of playing time out there. So. We'll see. I hope you're right, Squid Billy. I hope it's closer to eight. You know, I hope we find a way to get in the double digits. Heck, I hope we win the Super Bowl. But So I'll say this. Uh-huh. Final thing for me yeah. is what did I teach us? I taught us on uh, the first podcast that yes. depth charts mean nothing. Don't That's pay right. attention to them. That's right. I'm going to teach you this. Or I'm gonna, this is my teaching point. Uh-huh. Um, and, again, I don't want you guys to think I'm talking down. This is the way I view things. These are my opinion. De- Depth charts mean nothing. That's the first mm-hmm. lesson. Other than the off, mm-hmm. other than trenches, uh, maybe really just offensive line and like your secondary. Strength of schedule in April means nothing because we don't know what the teams are. Every team is different. Every team changes. So do not look at the look at the logo on the helmet and predict a win or a loss because every team every year is different just like our Atlanta Falcons are different this year because they're better. And I can't wait to see the better product. One thing we can't agree on, Squid Billy, the Atlanta Falcons are better and they are going to be exciting to watch this year. I do believe that wholeheartedly. And speaking of which, we are getting a day and day and day closer to week one against the New Orleans Aints. And yes, I'm calling the Aints because it's hate week. Speaking of which, hate week continues tomorrow for us, Bo Morgan, and we got a lot to break down. We are really getting into the meat and potatoes of Falcons versus Saints. We'll talk about matchups, keys to the game, and we're going to give you a score prediction, of course. So that's what we got coming up tomorrow. Quickly, Bo Morgan, 
you want to give us just a little, just a little teaser, a little, a little sneak preview, maybe let, let the folks peek behind the curtain just a little bit, not too much, not too much, just a little, little peek behind the curtain. Do you want to give them an appetizer maybe of something you want to touch on tomorrow? Well, I'm going to give you and you're going to give me our mm-hmm. keys to the game tomorrow. The things we think the Falcons need to do to be successful and to beat the New Orleans Aints who are coming in here on Sunday at eight at one o'clock in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. There it is. We got a great episode coming for you tomorrow because we we dropped nothing but great episodes. I mean, Bo's giving us life lessons. You know, he's not just giving us football lessons, he's giving us life lessons because you shouldn't look at when it comes to football, you shouldn't look at a logo and be intimidated or, you know, just think lesser of an opponent. You shouldn't think lesser or higher of an opponent depending on the logo. You shouldn't do that in life. You know, don't judge a book by its cover. That's the lesson there. That's the life lesson overall, the overarching thing. So we got a great show for you coming up tomorrow. Thank you for always tuning in into Peachtree Football. Make sure you like this episode. Download it as well. Share it out to your peeps. Follow us as well. I'm at underscore Dylan Matthews. He's at SquidBilly929. Again, you're tuned in to Peachtree Football. You can find Peace Street Football wherever you get your podcast. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast, you find Peace Street Football. So for Dylan Math, for Bo Morgan, I'm Dylan Matthews, and we will talk to you tomorrow and get uh, into a big preview of Falcons versus Saints.